whenever and wherever Christians gather around the table of the Lord, we do so under divine orders. When our Lord tells us, this do ye, he does so in the imperative mood, which means that he is just not suggesting or inviting or encouraging, but rather he is commanding us to commune. Now why? Why would our Lord, who does not enter into our lives unless we allow him to come in, who stands faithfully at the door knocking, waiting for us to open the door, why should this one, who never intrudes into our lives without first an invitation from us, why should he, after we accept him as Lord and Savior, demand and command that we gather regularly at the table of the Lord? We know from the scriptures that he does so command so that we might remember him. We might remember not only who he is, but what he has done and what he is doing for us this very moment. You see, God knows that living in a busy world, the life of which we live in, and being a part of an active church, we are not immune to possibly losing sight of Jesus Christ. Because even those of us who look very religious and say our prayers, it's altogether possible that we can lose Jesus even in church. And God doesn't want us to do that. Hence he has given unto us what we call a sacrament, which enables us to know by the sensitivity of touch the nearness and the presence of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. You see, it's just like all of us here today. We're rather closely knit together. But unless the person next to you touches you, or you touch that person, you really are not conscious of their being there. But use the sensitivity of touch and you become conscious. You recognize. You identify. You remember somebody or something. Now God employs that sensitivity which you have and which I have to be able to remember his son Jesus Christ our Lord. People all over the world today are gathered around the table of the Lord. And you know, some here, as well as in other churches, will not hear the message. They'll not understand the preacher. Many will have their bodies here, but their spirits will not be involved in the prayers. Yet no one, no one here or any place else today will be able to commune with God through the sacrament unless he is allowed to use his sensitivity of touch. 
even our brothers in the Roman Catholic state today as they gather at the table with us in this one body of the Christian church. Though perhaps they may not touch the broken bread or the cup which has been poured for them, even in receiving it, they cannot obtain it without first having it pass the most sensitive most sensitive parts of our human bodies, those of the lips. And as we sit today, and as you fumble with your fingers, and as you hold in your hand the broken piece of bread and that cup, do so in remembrance of him who broke his body and who shed his blood to become your Savior. Remember him through the sensitivity of touch and also through the uniqueness of taste. Taste. You see, you'll not be able to commune here today through this sacrament if you are not willing to exercise your taste. You take the piece of bread and the command is you eat it. You take the cup, and the command is you drink of it. And as you do so, as you eat and as you drink, you allow the freshness, the newness, the beauty of the taste remind you of the one who died for you. See, if there was no such thing as sin, there would be no cross. Without any cross, there would be no supper. But there is sin in the world, and sin is costly. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And if sin is ever going to be paid for it in this world, it has to be paid with death. And that's exactly what Jesus, the altogether perfect one, the one who never did anything wrong, he who is without sin took upon our sin. To die for us. And when you allow that particular concept to touch you and allow it to become a part of your life, you are tasting the newness, the freshness, and the beauty of the new life which is open to anyone through Jesus Christ. And as we sit here today and hold and touch and taste the broken piece of bread and the cup, both of them symbols of the broken, bleeding Christ. Our good Lord wants us to feed upon those particular elements in faith, allowing them to become absorbed into our body. He wants us to digest them, to take them in so that really symbolically, but nevertheless, by faith, his body becomes our body. His blood is in our blood. And then it is, we can say with the Apostle Paul, it is not I who liveth, but Christ liveth in me. And when we meditate upon that fact, we realize that we, through Christ, have the victory over life and over death. 
We share in that victory because of who we are, because he has fed us, and we meditate on those truths. Christ is in you. When you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you will even become more filled with the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are told, are we not, that we are to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And hence we will show Jesus' death till Jesus comes again in the body. But in the meantime, he is alive and well in and through us by the power of his Holy Spirit. And much wonder, Jesus, this doesn't invite or hope or just asks. But those of us who bear his name and call ourselves Christians, he commands us to come and to sit and to eat and to drink. For this is the way we remember him. So all of you who are truly sorry for your sins and wish to be delivered from the burden of them, all of you who desire to lead a more holy life, all of you who want to remember Jesus and to touch again upon those things, tell us who he is and allow yourself to taste anew of what he's done for you and allow yourselves to be filled again and again from that well that shall never run dry and eat from that bread that shall never grow stale. You're not only invited and asked, you're commanded to be at table with us now by none other than the Spirit of God himself.
perfect union, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have been rich moments to each of us. Let us know how rich we have partaken of the elements, the broken body, the shed blood. In so doing, we are showing forth again thy love for us and our love for thee until the Savior comes. We have partaken of them that they might become a part of us. God, in a very real sense, make us a part of thee, that we may truly be a part of the living, functioning body of Christ. Bind us again with all thy children around the world, those who have lived and died, those who will be joining in the body in the time that is to come, that there may be a glorious body coming in its fullness when he comes again. So make us conscious anew that this is not just some little ceremony, but a part of the thing which makes for the kingdom of God. Now as we gather and as we depart from the table, may there be a consciousness then with each one of us, that we may go forth to proclaim the coming of the Lord and of his saving power for each of us. Give us our prayer. Forgive us, Father, for in this sin. For we pray in Christ's name. Thank <laughs> you.